You're listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. During the next hour, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. This is Sister Lavina Francis Pamet. I'm a Franciscan Sister of the Sacred Heart, and I'm the Coordinator of Religious Vocations Ministries in the Office for Religious here in the Archdiocese of Chicago, and also a Coordinator of CAVA, which is the Chicago Archdiocesan Vocation Association. And today, we are having a, um, after, uh, let's see, is it almost three months, not quite, um, more than two months of um, the pandemic and working at home. Today, I get to go out of the house and go to our studio at Quigley Center in Chicago. But my special guests for today, who are School Sisters of Notre Dame, are coming from two different states. Good morning. Uh, the first one that we have is Sister Bridget Waldorf, who is, I believe, in Dallas right now. Good morning, Sister Bridget. Good morning, Sister Lavina. Yes, I'm in uh, Dallas, Texas. All right. And then our second guest is also a school sister of Notre Dame, otherwise known as SSNDs, Sister Jill Lasuski. Am I pronouncing that correctly, Sister Jill? <laughs> Close. Thank you for trying, Lavina. It's Sister Jill Leshevsky. Leshevsky. Okay. Yes. And you are living where? And you're staying where right now, Sister Jill? All right. So I'm living and ministering out of St. Paul, Minnesota. Oh, you're in Minnesota. For some reason, I was thinking, uh, I think I, I've got you um, uh, confused with someone who's living out east. So Minnesota is on Central Time, correct? Correct. Okay. Yes. So, all right. That well, that that's good. We start out bright and early here at eight o'clock um, in the morning in Chicago, and I was thinking that you know you didn't have to get up, you know, like um, at dawn this morning. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we're good. <laughs> so, um, we're we really would would like to know more about the School Sisters of Notre Dame. Uh, several months ago, we had one of your sisters who used to be part of CAVA as a member and actually a board uh, member for the advisory team for CAVA, um, Sister Mary Kay. And now uh, the two of you are on uh, the vocation team because Sister Mary Kay has been uh, is, is doing something else. Is that correct? That is uh, correct. Yes. Sister Mary Kay has left us for uh, leadership in our congregation. So she's no longer on the vocation team uh, per se, but uh, as you know well, Sister Lavina, we're all vocation ministers. That is so true. So why don't we start first of all with, okay, so you're, you're both on the vocation team. Sister Bridget, why don't you tell us a little bit more background uh, about yourself? Um, of course, you're in vocation ministry, um, but 
we're not all just all about vocation ministry. We're always, you know, first and foremost, serving as sisters. And maybe tell a little bit more of your background. Sure. So I am a school sister of Notre Dame. I've been uh, professed for uh, 19 years now. Wow. Um, my, uh, my background really is in youth ministry and campus ministry and high school theology teacher. So um, for most of all of my religious life, I've been uh, working, ministering alongside young people, which uh, just continues to give me life. That's wonderful. And Sister Jill, what about you? Ah, well, I am, uh, I've been professed, oh, almost 23 years, okay. and um, I'm a little later vocation, so my background before I came to the community was in uh, telecommunications, oh. and even as, even as I entered community, it was telecommunications, and then uh, moved to computer support for the archdiocese up here for a number of years, and I was also involved with some nonprofits, uh, especially those that have worked with uh, Immigrants and Refugees, so more Multicultural School for Empowerment, which was founded by one of our sisters, and the Eastside Learning Center, uh, which was also founded by the School Sisters of Notre Dame. Wonderful. Um, so in those capacities. Okay. So, um, and, and then uh, tell us a little bit more about the SSNDs, uh, or SSND International, and then, you know, in terms of, like, what you have in common, your charism, your mission. Sure. So we are an international apostolic congregation. So we're, we have sisters ministering in 30 countries. I believe there's about 2,300 of us worldwide. And uh, our roots are in formal education, but, you know, today we say more broadly, we are educators at heart. So we are ministering in a variety of ways in education and pastoral and social work, in healthcare, social justice, the arts, and more. And, and we were founded. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. go ahead. Yeah, no, go ahead. Because what I'm curious about, um, I'm also a, an educator at heart. Um, in terms of you, like in in terms of your mission and um, what you do, what is the root of that? Like, uh, what? Because usually when we have our, our founders and foundresses, we're we're uh, somehow founded for a reason, not to teach per se, but to respond to a need. What would that be? Yes. Well, you know, we were founded in 1833 in Bavaria when women and girls did not really have access to education. And Blessed Teresa felt very strongly that um, to improve family life, you needed to educate women, you needed to educate girls, Mm -hmm. and that family life would only improve when that could happen. So she had a very strong call to serving women, to serving youth, and those who are poor. Mm, that's wonderful. So in what other countries are you you at? So I'm sorry, I think I missed that. You were founded where? What country? We were founded in Bavaria back in 1833, um, and uh, we are in a number of countries, including um, here in North America, of course, uh, Canada, uh, Nepal, Guam, Japan, Africa, Italy, Slovenia. Jump in, Bridget. Help me. Um, uh, you're doing great. You're doing great, yeah. <laughs> a lot of countries in uh, South America. Uh, yes. Hungary, Poland, yeah, yes, Slovenia. So we're we're around. That's wonderful. <laughs> so have um, either of you been? You're you're both from Minnesota, is that right? Or at least from, that's correct. Yeah. Yes. Well, I am. Yes. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm so, a Wisconsinite transplanted, but close enough. Oh, <laughs> you're you're still Midwest, right? 
That's right. So um, have have you uh, either or both been um, out in your mission countries at all? Um, I've had an opportunity to uh, visit Japan. We have a uh, a program uh, where we we sisters can go visit our sisters in Japan. Um, it, it, it was more of a cultural experience, kind of an immersion uh-huh. um, to see to to know our sisters there um, and just learn more about them. That's um, great. But I've also had the opportunity to go to Central America, where our sisters have been as well. Okay, konnichiwa. <laughs> I think that's one yeah, of the... Yeah, right? Konnichiwa. <laughs> yes, very good. There you go. So, yeah, we're, we're actually... See, that I, I warned you before, uh, sisters, that this goes quickly. And uh, we're coming to a, a, our first break. And um, uh, the next time that we uh, start talking again, probably talk about the, um, the women that you serve in terms of discernment. Okay? So we'll go for a break. Okay. A stranger and a pilgrim in this world Throughout our nation and our world, people of all faiths have recently been joining fervently in all kinds of prayer. They have found that coming together in prayer is a source of comfort and strength. In this spirit of unity, the Archdiocese of Chicago has introduced a call to prayer, a telephone line dedicated to prayer. If you would like to join with another person in prayer, call 312-741-3388. This line is staffed from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. daily with parishioners from across the Archdiocese of Chicago. These volunteers are here to listen to you, offer support, and pray with you. A call to prayer includes a 24-hour voicemail and email options as well. Experience this wonderful opportunity to join with people just like you who trust in the power of prayer. That phone number again is 312-741-3388. Let's pray together today. Food pantries, home-delivered meals to seniors, evening-to-go meals for the homeless, financial assistance, counseling, and other services. These are all programs Catholic Charities has been providing for years to people in Cook and Lake Counties. And during the COVID-19 pandemic, we have worked to keep all of these programs going, never turning anyone away. The needs are urgent and they will grow, but we want you to know that we will be here, as we always have been, with food, housing, financial assistance, and ongoing support. Thank you to the many, many donors and partners helping us serve those most in need. We couldn't do it without you. Would you consider joining us too at this historic time? Go to catholiccharities.net to donate and to learn more about our volunteer opportunities. Thank you on behalf of all those we have the privilege to serve. Before, during, and after COVID-19, Catholic Charities is here. We are back to Dare to Love. This is a program uh, that we have designed for vocations and for discernment. Vocation awareness because we are aware that God calls us to respond lovingly according to how we can serve, how we can love, and be sister to one another or brother to one another here in church, in our world, 
and especially now this global pandemic is really connecting us in ways that is even deeper than when we don't when we're not in a crisis however um, with with dare to love I think um, what I what I've been trying to do is not just have local people come here um, so in a way I've, I've gotten used to over the I think almost a couple years now that I've been doing hosting this show um, to to have a guest that is um, not necessarily in Chicago but also in other states which is kind of fun um, sometimes it's it's more fun when you're you're seeing and having a conversation face to face but it, it's really a, a different experience and I feel like I'm I'm making friends as I go along so back to sister Bridget and uh, sister Jill and thank you again for um, being our guest today um, I would like to find out more about you as a team when you're working with discerners maybe the programs that um, will usually pre-pandemic uh, what you've done so far in your team. So sure. Yeah. So we're um, we're a team of five sisters throughout the United States. So um, in one sense, we're all geographically located to attend to those areas. Um, so we're in the south, in the Midwest, out east. Um, so, um, but but as we're you know, like most vocation ministers, we're trying to be where young people are, where discerners may be. So, uh, so it could be creating come and see programs. It could be um, connecting in with what universities offer or archdiocese or diocese offer. Um, down here in the south, we have um, life awareness programs, both in San Antonio and and here in Dallas too. So, um, those are three day discernment weekends for young adults interested in uh, just answering God's call, um, so things like that. But we also do outreach via uh, social media and uh, vocation newsletters, that type of thing. I don't know if you want to add anything to that, Jill. Uh, no, we're doing similar things, you know, in this area. There's, um, I did have the opportunity to participate in the Chicago's Got Sisters back in November, and uh, here in Minnesota, there's a, a wonderful program called uh, Youth in Theology and Ministry that's run through um, College of St. Benedict and uh, St. John's University that builds leadership and um, builds a beloved community among high school and college and, and uh, members of all ages. So uh, there, there really is some wonderful things going on toward vocation, toward a culture of vocation. And probably since it's it's going to this pandemic and the um, probably not necessarily a strict uh, stay-at-home order, but um, our gatherings will not be the same. And I think even hopefully they will have a vaccine soon. But in vocation ministry, we really are changing how we are uh, providing our program. So are in, in the future, are you going to have things that are more virtual or at least something where you can still serve and provide opportunities without people having to fly in or gather physically? Yes. Sure. As a matter of fact, uh, we have begun that process. Um, certainly, we all had rather full travel schedules up until the pandemic, kind of um, one by one, things sort of uh, were canceled. And so we said, well, what can we still do? And uh, certainly, social media and technology um, gives us an option uh, to keep reaching out. And in fact, it actually gives us the opportunity to reach out beyond that normal kind of geographic barrier. Right. So um, recently, Sister Stephanie Spandle, who's another member of our team, 
developed a, a kind of an at-home reflection day called My Peace I Leave With You, Encountering Christ in Uncertain Times. Mm-hmm. And um, so it was just a day of personal prayer and reflection. We came together by technology. There were about eight women from three different time zones and two countries. Wow. Uh, and, and several of us from the team. And so the morning was about prayer, reflection on Scripture using Lexio Divina. And then each had space in their day to be with their own prayer and process. And then we came back together later in the day uh, for some sharing and closing prayer. So it, it was a great experience, and, and it was well-received. So uh, we talked about it as a team. We're going to offer more of these. And, in fact, uh, Sister Stephanie's already at work on crafting another one, uh, maybe something toward early or mid-June. Stay tuned. You can check our website maybe for more information. Maybe we'll post it on the Kava website. Oh, yes, uh, but, definitely. But it's it's still uh, still being developed. So Great. We, we are excited. We are excited about the opportunities that we still have. Great. Well, I did say that maybe uh, we, you have a lot of content to offer, and we only have a 30-minute show. So I really would like to maybe the next time um, we can have, how many of you in the team? Five of you? Four? Five. Five of us. Really. Okay. So maybe the next time, you know, uh, the rest of your team could um, be my guest or all five of you could be on there. It, it's it's probably going to make my sound engineers uh, uh, crazy, though, because that might be. Uh, but maybe at least, you know, two or three of you could be on and then we'll we'll figure out how to do that. Maybe Sister Stephanie would be available um, by by next month. So, um Tell me a little bit before our break. Probably uh, we have a couple minutes more. Um, one of you, maybe either Jill or um, or Bridget, could come on in terms of vocation story yourself. How how you uh, got the sense of a call from God and how you responded. Would any of you want to jump in on that one? Sure, I'll I'll start. Um, I I'm a bit. I call myself a later vocation because I didn't really think about vocation until about age thirty one ish. I was. Um, I had a great job in the in the corporate world. I had everything I could want, and there was this sort of surfacing restlessness that I I didn't really know what to do with. I think I was looking for something. I didn't know what. Um, I did get involved in my parish uh, a little more deeply, got involved with a sister parish group, and we took a trip to Nicaragua. And um, my first time in a developing country, um, three sisters from another community were there as our guides, and on the plane on the way home, there was this tiny little slip of a voice that went through my head that said, gee, would you want to think about becoming a sister? And then I thought, oh, I'm so sleep deprived. I'll go home. I'll be fine. <laughs> and um, and I, I, I kept it to myself. I really didn't say anything about it. Um, but that little voice became pretty loud in my head. And so eventually I did have to share. I shared with the priest who went on the trip with us. Uh, he directed me to the vocation office, and that was kind of the beginning. And um, I was a, I was a doubting Thomas. You know, why would I be thinking about this now when I hadn't before? Uh, but step by step, bit by bit, the people in my path, um, going into spiritual direction. I even did a little counseling, uh, just to, as I explored more and more. It it was just step by step. I That's was led. Great. I was. 
Yeah. I, I think, you know, uh, Sister Jill, um, and we're going to have to talk a little bit more because I really identify with your own vocation story. So, and you haven't heard mine. So I would, I, I'm, I'm finding myself like, oh my gosh, we got to talk because um, we have very similar stories. So, but we have to go on our second break right now. And then when we come back, maybe a little bit on Sister Bridget's story, huh? Yeah. All right. Sure, sure. Okay. We'll be back. There's nothing like having a friend to talk to when things are not going well. And in these challenging days, everyone has had moments when they are discouraged, sad, or worried. Catholic Charities wants you to know that we are here. If you or someone you know would like to share your concerns with a professional, call 312-948-6951 anytime, day or night, and you will be connected with an experienced counselor who will listen without judgment and offer compassionate, confidential advice that you can trust. That phone number again is 312-948-6951. Before, during, and after COVID-19, Catholic Charities is here for you. Throughout this pandemic, Catholic Charities continues to develop the most effective ways possible to respond to the needs of our clients and communities. In the past month, our call center has received 250 calls a day for emergency services. More than 450 seniors are being visited by home care aides who help them with housekeeping, groceries, and personal care. Mental health services are being provided to more than 600 people via phone and video. Our friendly, knowledgeable staff is working nonstop, so we are always ready for whoever might reach out to us next. If we can be of assistance to you, email us at gethelp at catholiccharities.net or call 312-655-7700. That's gethelp at catholiccharities.net. Before, during, and after COVID-19, Catholic Charities is here for you. We are back from our break. This is Sister Lavina with Dare to Love with my guests, Sister Bridget and Sister Jill uh, from the School Sisters of Notre Dame. So before the break, Sister Jill was uh, telling us her um, her story and how um, the the late vocation that we're talking about is in a way um, something that was more. Um, so I guess we were calling it late vocation because in in the past, like more uh, probably in the twentieth century, the ex- the expectation was that by eighteen or even earlier than that, um, you would already join uh, and you can join even before eighteen. And then the trend changed into maybe by eighteen you can you can start talking to a community and then now more and more people actually go through college and we encourage um, those who are discerning to at least know their own mind a little bit having lived maybe even dated and all that uh, and now um, I, I know that a lot of the focus is with young and uh, youth and young adults but also we have discerners who are what we're calling like second careers so the late vocation at um, like 
in their 30s is not even let what we consider now as late vocation, meaning it could even be after 40s or even 50s. Very unusual, but there it is. So now, Sister <laughs> Bridget, it's your turn. Tell us your story. Sure. Thanks for the opportunity to do this. Um, so I grew up in a Catholic family and, and was always very involved with church, with uh, youth ministry, all those kinds of activities um, in our little, uh, actually it was a Polish parish that I grew up in. Um, and those folks in the church were really a good community for me, the young, the young people I kind of hung out with. And um, so when I, after I graduated from college, I was um, doing some volunteering still, youth ministry things, teaching confirmation at a parish. Um, I was planning some mission trips and, and doing those kinds of things. Um, and then I went on a retreat. It was a uh, retreat teens encounter Christ at the time. I was actually serving as staff on that. And um, for those who may not know those retreat programs, they're really focused on the Paschal mystery of Jesus. And um, I have to say it was at that time that I really... Um, I guess, claimed my own discipleship, claimed my own love for Jesus at that time. And um, on that retreat, I met um, School Sisters of Notre Dame, and um, and that's really the beginning of the exploration with them. Um, certainly, we had priests and sisters around my family growing up a little bit, um, but it wasn't something I had thought a lot about. But what I noticed on that retreat was just the joy in which these women served. And, um, and mm-hmm. so... The the um, the idea kind of presented itself, and uh, and then my discernment along the way really was a step by step, not you know, with with religious life we don't don't sign on the dotted line right away. So it really was a process in which I kept asking God, you know, if this is to be where I'm called, then you're going to give me a sense of peace. And I have to say that along each step of the way, I was given that grace of just peace enough to go to the next step. So mm-hmm. that's kind of a little bit about my story. Right. And and that um, you, you use the same thing about the step-by-step, step, and I think that is important to remember when discerning. It does hit you sometimes, like, you know, something happens in your life, and then there's that, Oh, why not? Or something that restlessness comes on. So um, we only have a a few spare minutes here. Um, So the next thing, maybe in 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 the next couple minutes, because we want to close with a prayer that um, um, that Sister Jill and Sister Bridget has prepared. Um, So I I want to make sure also that in terms of because you're working with discerners, what are the things that you can impart discerners and probably even those who are listening, who would like to encourage people, uh, women, and uh, men also, um, that they want to encourage in terms of responding to God's call? Uh, What would be sort of those tidbits that might be useful for them? Well, I think think one of the things is just an openness. You know, um, again, it's it's just a, a way to be open to God and to God's call. And, you know, if discernment works, it still might lead you to married life mm-hmm. or um, a particular lay ministry or whatever it is. But, but the idea is to open yourself up to what God might have in store. So um, it's, it's just taking the time to saying, you know, God, you've created me for a purpose in the world. 
I'm not exactly sure what that is or where where you're calling me to that, but I want to be open. I want to, in a sense, give myself over to you at this point to to help me understand what that is. And that's why it's so important to have guides along the way on your journey. Is that right? Uh, as well as taking the time, taking time for prayer, because in that um journey of openness, it, it's so important to be able to listen to what the Holy Spirit is telling our hearts. So um, how would they be able to contact you, the sisters, the school sisters of Notre Dame? Jill, well, you we want have, to take that? We, sure. We, have, uh, we do have uh, some email addresses that can work. Um, sisters, plural, sisters at ssnd.org. So sisters um, at ssnd.org, okay. Yes, yes. We also have hermanas at ssnd.org. So hermanas, and, that's, uh, that would be the, um, the Spanish version. So H-E-R-M-A-N-A-S at ssnd.org. Great. Yes, you can look at our website, ssnd.org, or uh, we have an Instagram account, um, SSND Sisters, all one word. Okay, so your handle yeah. for Instagram is SSND Sisters. That stands for School Sisters of Notre Dame. Well, Sister Jill, Sister yeah. Bridget, um, I know we, we're going to be concluding with a prayer. Um, I just want to also let people know that CAVA, the Chicago Archdiocesan Vocation Association, can be reached uh, with our website. It's vocationscava.org, vocationscava.org, or they can call me at um, 312-534-5240. And this is Sister Lavina, host for Dare to Love. And so we'll, we'll close then with um, a prayer um, from the School Sisters of Notre Dame. Sure. Thank you again, Lavina, for the opportunity um, for us to be here. So we'll close... Um, in the spirit of Easter and uh, Pentecost and um, this whole Easter season, let's just quiet ourselves and uh, remember that we are in God's holy presence. We pray, O Holy Spirit, enlighten us, strengthen us, so that we shall understand and know our divine call, who we are, what we should be, and what we must do, as well as the means by which these ends may be accomplished. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God Amen. bless everybody. Thank you, and have a great weekend. All right. Thank, thank you. you.